Hello, marketology group and marketologists. We are on again uh, with another marketing strategy session. And today I got Gabriel from Italy coming to talk about some exciting marketing things. And, and this is something that's really interesting because, I mean, it's not something I've really heard much about before, um, but, you know, digital export and, and that's a term I'm not familiar with. And um, I'm very excited to learn more. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, thank you for having me. Hello, everybody. Uh, well, digital export uh, actually is a term we use in Italy. Uh, I don't know if it makes sense in English, actually, uh, <laughs> but it's about using digital strategies to approach international markets. So this is the long, the long version of it. Okay. Um, well, we we came up with this uh, strategy uh, nine years ago. So way before COVID-19 mm -hmm. um, because we in Italy you know we have a lot of small and medium enterprises uh, they are the 92% of the companies in Italy so we do have big companies okay. but the most of them are small and medium enterprises mm -hmm. um, and they aim to to export so to sell abroad usually uh, they are b2b companies so they sell to other companies, especially okay. importers, distributors, or retailers in mm -hmm. each country. And when we built our company, this was exactly 10 years ago, we thought that digital could help in the internationalization processes of these small and medium enterprises. So we tried to use social media, especially at that okay. time, um, to help companies to communicate uh, to those specific countries. So um, the problem with um, communicating abroad is that usually, uh, especially in Italy, uh, companies use uh, English to, to communicate everywhere. Okay. Uh, actually, everywhere, you know, uh, the, the world speaks a lot of different languages. Yeah. And we discovered that it's not only about the languages, it's about the culture. Uh, each country or even uh, inside each country there are different cultures okay so how do you use social media to communicate um, in different countries to different cultures to get a business goal to reach a business goal which is usually get leads from that market yeah. so we discovered that the content is king as we already no, um, mm -hmm. and we started to apply uh, a localized content, so written by local copywriters. Okay. So if a company from Italy wants to approach the Polish market, for example, we have Polish copywriters, they write the content specifically for that country, and we, uh, uh, we reach the goal. So actually okay. with these strategies, companies usually get from three to 30, I know it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a wide uh, number, but from mm -hmm. three to 30 contacts uh, each uh, quarter. Okay. And they are contacts of lead saying, okay, I know what you are selling. I'm interested in, let's talk about it. Okay. So it's a strategy, a set of strategy that works. And uh, actually in these nine years, we are leading the way, at least in Italy, about these kind of strategies. And there were several, several changes, of course, uh -huh. also because social media, they transformed themselves from media 
from social to media. So now yeah. social media are more similar to a television than a social environment, yeah. at least if you are a company. So you need yeah. to pay um, so that your content is seen mm -hmm. because if you just go with organic content, only your small community will see it. If you go with advertising, of, cru of course, you can reach a bigger audience. Mm -hmm. uh, so now we are more focused on uh, advertising, which is our social uh, advertising or search engine advertising. Okay. Uh, but still we are getting the results. And of course, with the pandemic, uh, everyone wanted to better understand these kind of strategies because uh, there are no exhibitions at least in Italy they are starting again now in these days yeah and so we had one and a half year without exhibition so b2b companies needed to find another way to get in touch with their leads okay so this is a little bit more than just having something translated like like it's written and then it, you use a translator to translate to different languages so you actually have uh, staffed uh, people out of different countries, depending on the, the client's target market, to actually create the content in their language and their culture. So it makes sense. So that's the approach that you're taking. Okay. So what if yes, they have like several different, like for instance, they're in the, let's say the Italian market, they're in the French market, they're in the English market. Um, you know, this is a company that's trying to to get a little bit more abroad. Do you source for each and every uh, demographic or do you kind of have them um, focus on one first and then migrate to another after that one has started to show some success? Well, that depends on the plans of the company and the budget, because the dark side of the strategy is that you need budget for each country. Okay. But I, let me make uh, an example to better understand uh, what the difference between translation and localization of the content. So let's okay. take coffee, for example. Well, mm -hmm. for you, I guess coffee, it's like big. something like that, big. Yes. For, for me, it's this one. Really? So, yeah. So this is uh, uh, Italian coffee. Well, okay, of course, this is a small paper cup. Wow, but anyway. that's just a taste. <laughs> it's a different it's a very different kind of coffee so if i go um if i am a coffee roaster for example and i, I want to sell my coffee uh, mm -hmm. to the us for example uh, i use the correct translation of the word which is in italian is cafe in english is coffee of course if mm -hmm. i want to go to poland i use cava uh, which is the correct translation okay but um in the us you drink a different kind of coffee in Poland, you drink a different kind of coffee. In Turkey, another kind of coffee. Wow. So if I use the correct translation of cafe in mm -hmm. those languages, I reach people who want to, to drink coffee, but not the Italian way of coffee. So I need to adapt my communication to that country, to that culture. And so this is not more a coffee, it's an espresso coffee. So I use a different word yeah. uh, for the same product. That is that is a great example, because also for quantity wise, because if we're selling like the coffee and you're talking about here, a pound of coffee, we're thinking, OK, a pound of coffee will last X amount of of, of days um, because we have larger cups, we brew it differently, so forth and so on. 
But in another another area, that might not make any sense. They might say, well, I don't need that much coffee at one purchase. Um, that, that's that's really interesting. Ah, I get a lesson yeah. in coffee. Well, uh, well, actually, I was in New York a few years ago and, and I was at breakfast. Actually, it was a networking breakfast. And, mm -hmm. and of course, as Italian, we used to drink a lot of coffee, but espresso coffee, which is much stronger so mm -hmm. that breakfast i was drinking like seven cups of american coffee and people <laughs> looking at me like what are you doing but for me it's like water so like tea it's very uh, it's a, Ita italian coffee it's stronger uh, yeah and this applies uh, to every kind of product in every kind of sector in in any country so it's okay. not only about consumer products mm -hmm. because of course coffee it's um, better understandable right mm -hmm. uh, it it works with water pumps uh, with irrigation systems with implants uh, yes implants of any kinds uh, industrial so in any um, business in any sector industry you want to uh, to use this strategy so localizing okay. the content it, it makes the difference between the difference between getting or not getting leads for your business yeah, that makes sense. Now, do you start with the, I guess you would say with the um, goal in mind, like if this is the actual revenue goal we want to hit or the target audience we want to hit. And we are either A, already touching that market. Um, so we, we kind of know what our numbers will look like or B, we are very new to this market. We don't know anything about the market, but we want to enter the market. Um, you know, how do you, when you're talking with your client, your clients and coaching them, how do you usually uh, have them get into the right frame of mind with the right expectations? Well, um, actually I use the visual communication planner, which is the framework, uh, you know, about, uh, mm -hmm. actually it's a free framework for, for digital strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, it has already been downloaded by over, uh, 36,000 of professionals around the world. So it's very known. And uh, it's there is a book I'm going to publish, I hope, this year. And the news is that the foreword is written by Philip Kotler. Okay. And so uh, it will be a book explaining this framework, which basically puts the basis of how to define digital strategy. And how you just said, it starts from the goal. So part of my job uh, is basically a consultancy. So I help the client understand what is the right goal, the correct goal for the digital strategy. Okay. Also because usually, I don't know um, in your market, but in Italy, uh, when companies think about digital strategy and goals for digital strategy, they think about uh, getting new followers or more followers or getting more likes or more comments yeah. or more shares. That is not a, a business goal, right? So yeah. uh, if you're talking about B2B companies, a business goal is getting lead for that specific industry in that specific mm -hmm. country. So the first step is setting your goal. And then it's setting the KPIs because you need to uh, understand if, you, if your strategy is working or not. So yeah. the visual communication planner helps companies or professionals, marketing professionals to uh, guide their um, clients to understand how uh, uh, digital strategy is, is made, basically. Yeah, 
I love love how you said that. I mean, really, that is one of the challenges I've seen with a lot of businesses. Um, first of all, they don't have the goal already set in mind. They just like, I want this market because I've heard a trend that that is a good market. So there's no real goals or expectations. And the second part that you stated, which was very important, is setting those KPIs. They don't set up how to measure success. So you don't really know if you hit the mark or not. And if you're, you're you know, measuring it by vanity metrics like followers and likes and shares, it makes you feel good. But at the end of the day, business-wise, you're not really meeting the real goal. It just makes you feel good and the numbers look good or maybe they don't look good but um you know the thing is like you said you're setting this is what we're trying to hit here's how we measure it and that's up front not while it's in progress now we have to say well we have a hundred thousand likes how many of them converted well i don't know we haven't set up how to measure a conversion like what we just talked about with twitch you know it's like how is twitch converting well Twitch really doesn't have a pixel. So it's kind of hard to say unless you're just doing Twitch and nothing else, how well Twitch did for you. So, yeah, that's very important. I'm glad you mentioned that. And actually, uh, social media or anyway, the internet in general is becoming a big advertising space. Mm -hmm. That is bad because companies need to have budget for advertising, but it's also good in some way because you can test. Uh, the yeah. channel, different channels you can put a three months uh, budget for advertising on Facebook or, or Google or LinkedIn and if you have a goal and if you have the KPIs you will measure those three months and you know exactly if the, the channel is good for you or not yeah and then with the way you approach it you also segment it by the the location that you're targeting so you'll say, okay, we're going to do some Facebook ads for three months. We'll take a quarter and do Facebook ads. But you want to hit the Poland market and you want to hit the Italian market. Okay, so we're going to split test that and see how it performs. And yeah, so that 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 adds another layer on top of it to say, well, Facebook may work in, let's say, the Italian market. But for the Polish market, it doesn't really do anything. And, and so that might not be the platform to leverage. And it's interesting because a lot of companies that I've seen want to do one size fits all. Like we just want to do Facebook ads across everything and the same way in every single market. So it's the same, pretty much the same ad. Just let's just run it across the world globally. Um, and, and, and with that, what you're saying is that approach may not work as well being the different cultures, the different, you know, language barriers, those type of things, just because you have a translator tool, switch it in grammatical translation, you're missing the context. Exactly. And so um, if we go back to the coffee example, uh, in Italy, everyone knows what uh, espresso coffee is. Mm-hmm. So for a coffee roaster, the main target are bars. We, we, we Our bars are for breakfast and for a coffee break. Oh, okay. Um, so more than uh, an afternoon or an evening uh, uh, parties. So bars are for breakfast, early in the morning, or a coffee after, oh, after wow. lunch. Um, so we have pubs for, for alcohol, for example. So um, 
bartenders know what a coffee espresso is, espresso coffee is, what a cappuccino is. Uh, there are several uh, recipes we do. Okay. Um, so the company, a coffee roaster approaching an Italian uh, potential customer, they do not communicate um, a lot of stuff because it's in our culture. So we know this kind of coffee. Once you go abroad, you need to explain all of this. And if you translate what you have written for the Italian market, then you miss a lot of stuff that you need to communicate. Wow. And that's very interesting because you're right. With us, bars is an evening alcoholic um, experience. And we wouldn't even think to uh, address a bartender with, you know, with a coffee idea. And espresso for us is more like a shot of espresso poured into that big cup of coffee. So it's, it's not the same. So, yeah, that would make a huge difference if we were marketing it the way we understand bars and the way we understand coffees um, in other other areas, other cultures. We would miss the boat completely. Exactly. And this, again, it's uh, true for any kind of business. So not only for B2C, uh, mm -hmm. but also for B2B companies. How much research do you usually um uh, set as far as expectation wise. I mean, do you do like, look, the first month we need to research the market uh, and, and then we can get started with the plan or is this something that you, you, you kind of research as you go? I know with marketing is testing and retry, but, you know, setting that expectation is so huge. So how much research lead time do you usually uh, have allotted into your plan? Well, we can split into that research. So uh, there is a business research. So the, the company needs to understand uh, what's the target, the business target in that country. Okay. And we, we do not do that. So we, we pretend the company already has done that or okay. we have partners, friends who, who do the stuff. So the company knows exactly, for example, again, the coffee roaster, uh, they know uh, that in Italy they sell to bars, so retailers, mm -hmm. and they need uh, in Poland to sell to distributors, for example, okay. or in Russia, they need importers. So they need to do that already. So they have, they should have already that research. Okay. Then, um, and this is actually today, a small part, we research only for the platform. And to be honest, in most part of the world, uh, we use the same platforms, which are almost always Google advertising, Google ads and LinkedIn ads. So okay. these are the two main platform we use also because we uh, focus only on B2B companies. So we, okay. we don't work yeah. with B2C companies. Of course, if you work with B2C companies or B2M companies, so those uh, communicating to the mass, of course, you need to understand and research for more specific channels, uh, for example, Pinterest or Instagram or TikTok yeah. in, in some cases. Yeah. Now, have you used the Microsoft advertising platform uh, in conjunction with LinkedIn? I know they just started doing that about a year ago, um, that now Microsoft has acquired, you know, LinkedIn and they've integrated the, the marketing. Have you Leverage the uh, new Microsoft ad platform? Uh, no, actually not. Um, okay. it, to be honest, it's also about budget. So uh, usually be, small B2B companies, they don't have 
super big budgets. Okay. So uh, if we have extra budget, we try different channels. For example, okay. in Russia, you can use Yandex uh, and also oh, Google. Really? Yandex is still around. Yeah, yeah, it's still like 50, more or less 50%. I think this year or last year, Google over, uh, overcome, overcame uh, Yandex, but it's a small percentage. So they are more or less 50 50. Okay. And also, uh, in, depending on the target, maybe you want to go to on Google Ads or Yandex Ads. Okay. Uh, so if the company has more budget, we can do both. If not, mm -hmm. we usually pick Google as a preferred channel. Okay. Okay. Well, that's cool. Well, I mean, that's a lot of information, um, you know, and I thank you for sharing it. Uh, it. It really changes things when you're looking at doing an international type of uh, play when it comes to business. Uh, we, I don't know why we keep thinking everybody thinks like us, especially as Americans. We always think everybody thinks like us. So we are like, this is how it is. We do it this way. And this is just how it's going to be. Um, instead of saying, you know, there's other, other coaches out there, there's other, you know, ways of approaching it. Um, and we need to consider that when we start to look at going into those markets, um, that that's, that's a lot of insight, um, that I, I didn't even really think about. And I love the fact, cause I do coffee every day, every morning. That's just one of my things. And I get this big, I wish I'd have brought it up. I drank it right before our call. This big uh, mug, which is like too much, but <laughs> but our coffee is not as as strong. Um, but yes, yes, coffee is a is a great example because it's something I could definitely relate to. Uh, but yeah. tell everybody if they're looking to go into the global market, international market, how can they get in touch with you? Um, and what it what would make a good, um, I guess you would say, client for you instead of somebody that's just saying, hey, I, <laughs> my beautiful thing, I sell to anybody that has money. So I sell to everybody. I sell to anybody that has money. So tell us, you know, how they can get in touch with you and what would, would qualify them as a great um, client for you. Well, I think that uh, multinational companies, that already uh, they are already in Europe, and mm -hmm. um, so we can say around uh, 200 uh, million euros of turnover, more or less. Okay, so big, not super big companies, but big, big enough to approach the European market. But also, my, my target is more about their uh, set of mind, their mindset instead okay. of their turnover. Uh, which is they are not approaching the European market as a market because there is not such a thing as an European market. There is the Italian market, there is the Spanish market, the German market, the French market. Okay. And if you have this mentality, you are a good customer for me because you need you it means you understand that you need to approach each country differently. Okay. Which is, I think, for US companies, maybe it's a problem because, you know, United States are very different from each other's, especially from the North and the South or East and West. There are very much differences in cult cultural meaning, but yeah. you all speak English and this makes very easier for you to approach a different state. Okay. Uh, in, in Europe, uh, if you go uh, over the Alps, 
you find like three, four different languages. So we are forced to think differently. Okay. Okay. Huh. That's, that's, yeah, you, you, you're right. You're right. It's, it's a total different change versus just a accent change um, or a couple of words that it may mean different things, but it's, it's a full culture change. So that, that makes a lot of sense. So, well, I thank you so much for coming on and thank you so much for the information. And everyone, if you are looking to get in touch with him, you can go to weevo.it. So it's weevo.it. Um, and look at the look at the structure. You'll see exactly how it's laid out. It'll answer your questions. And if you're trying to get into that European market uh, and diversify where you uh, provide your actual product or service, um, you know, get in touch with him. I think he can definitely help you out. Um, and this is a whole different approach. This is definitely something that I haven't um, encountered. And I'm so happy that you came on and shared with us. Thank you very much, Jeff. And thank you again for having me.